0: The average person today, we believe, isn't on track or is a mess with tomorrow's money because they're a mess with today's money.
1: I'm John Sullivan with 401k Specialist, and this is the 401k Specialist Podcast. It's always fun speaking with the Aarons brothers about their very successful financial firm, Intellisense. Grant Aarons, the company's co-founder and president of Retirement Services, also happens to be our top advisor by participant outcomes for the month of July and on our long overdue. He joins us to discuss his laser-like focus on worksite financial planning how the firm defines retirement plan success, and of course, a particular client case of which he's most proud. Grant, you want to add another F word to fees, funds, and fiduciary. What is that word and why add it?
0: That other F is what we call uh, institutional financial planning or making financial planning the next great employee benefit. Uh, You know, John, at the end of the day, uh, we believe that results are what matter. And it's not the results of your funds or the results of your fiduciary governance Uh, It's the results on retirement readiness. And, you know, the average person today, we believe, isn't on track or is a mess with tomorrow's money because they're a mess with today's money. And what we're finding is an employee gets all of their benefits, health and retirement from their employer, uh, but yet they're on their own with uh, today's money. And so we're seeing employers really embrace the concept of holistic financial planning provided at a deep discount versus what's available from a retail basis offered through their employer. So it's worksite financial planning is that uh, new F that we think has the most impact today in in, uh,
1: driving results. But there's that all important issue of scale when it comes to worksite financial planning. How do you account for that?
0: Uh, What we believe that we need to be able to do first and foremost is to push Uh, what we call a foundational financial plan to every employee. You know, there's all sorts of financial wellness-type tools that an employee has access to through their record keeper, but nine times out of ten, they have to go get that. And what we find is that the average person that's going to get that kind of stuff is already in pretty good shape Because the biggest issue that we see from a financial planning standpoint is accountability and apathy. So it's the folks that aren't taking the time to get those things that truly need our help. So we've developed a foundational financial plan, we call it Life Steps, that uh, with just a little bit of data from the employer, like wage and age, uh, we can provide an employee push to them. The very basics of financial planning. For example, how much should they have in an emergency fund? How much life insurance should they have? Uh, how much debt should they have? Where, they, where should they be on track right now from a retirement standpoint? And we push this foundational plan to every employee, both paper-based and through an electronic app, uh, where, they ha- where they get both of those things. And then... We try to encourage clients that have embraced this to take that through on-site meetings, hopefully mandatory, where we're not just going in and giving meetings anymore on how much should you put in and where should you invest it for tomorrow. But, you know, we're doing financial planning 101, teaching them these life step skills on basics financial planning, where they have their basic financial foundational plan in their hand that they can look at. And then from that, that employee has the opportunity to further engage with our team of CFPs if they'd like to take that a step further and do full financial planning, again, at a much reduced institutional price where then we would engage in a two to four hour engagement with that employee to help them take the next step.
1: Understood. Grant, how do you judge the success of a plan, or at least how do you want plan sponsors to judge the success of a plan?
0: You know, it's funny, I'm going to a finals presentation for a large plan as soon as we get off the phone or off this podcast. And uh, I generally open up my fine, uh, finals presentations where I'll say, you know, you're trying to get your prospect to talk, right? That's what we're supposed to do in sales. So I'll ask them, give me the definition of a successful plan. And oftentimes it's like speaking a foreign language to these folks. Oh, you know, my funds are good, or we got good fiduciary governance, and I won't
2: be as pithy as I'm going to say right now. I'd say, well, that's cute. But this is how we define a, a a successful plan where 75% of your tenured employees are on track to replace 75% of their income. Tell me something, is your consultant tracking that for you? And oftentimes I get dead silent. Well, that's what we track as success. All those other things are nice, but if your employees aren't on track to replace 75% of their income, including what they get from social security, other sources on their retirement, uh, what are we wasting all of these company resources on? Uh, with this plan. So that's what we track. You know, we have 75% of tenured employees on track to play. 75%. We use the traditional 90-10-90 as just the beginnings of a benchmark. You know, we want 90% of employees at or on track uh, to defer at least 10% of their income and 90% of them utilizing a, an investment strategy that's pre-designed for them, whether it's as simple as a target date fund, whether it's advisor-based, uh, risk-based models, or whether it's a robust managed account. You know, John, the average employee spends more time planning their vacations each year than they do managing their money. So I'll tell you why you're wasting your time trying to be a do-it-yourselfer when we have all of these help options for you. You know, if you ask an employee what's the most important thing in their retirement plan, well, obviously they all say the number one thing is money from their employer. But the second most uh, requested thing from an employee is actually help. And so that's what we're trying to do is help them and then track all of that uh, from a success standpoint so we can actually measure quarterly, not just did their funds you know, beat benchmark, but are their retirement readiness results beating benchmark and are we, are we moving the bar, uh, providing value to our clients?
1: Is there one case of which you're particularly proud, one that really stands out from a successful outcome standpoint, one that you can relate there where you just knocked it out of the park?
0: Oh, there's 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 so many. Uh, you know, we have a manufacturing client with about 3,000 folks uh, up in Iowa where we've moved, I don't have the stats in front of you, but we've moved retirement readiness from like 19% to well over 50% uh, where the average, these, these are welders, right? And the, the average deferral is about 9%. It's soon going to be at 10%. Uh, very proud of our uh, of our results there where the employer... You know, I always say that we're not a good fit for employers that are just checking the box because they have, have to have a 401k plan. We're a great fit for employers to take a paternalistic approach with their employees and really value the work that we do with their participants, not just with the committee. And it's all of those clients that have made that commitment where we're just continuing to see, you know, above industry benchmarks across the board. In results, where they're having us do mandatory group meetings and even mandatory one-on-one engagements, where we give advice down to the participant level, and so it's those clients that really make us work hard with our boots on the ground and you know labor, regardless our labor, regardless of shift time, where uh, you know we're actively engaging, and every time we have that client that embraces what we do, uh, we're just proud of what we're seeing.
1: For those that don't know, and I have no idea who this might be at this point, uh, describe IntelliSense and what makes, makes excuse me what makes you different.
0: Uh, IntelliSense, our origins goes back to 1974. Uh, it was actually started by uh, my father back in 1974, who was a school teacher and a basketball coach, who's whose uh, wife, my mom, was tired of uh, moving around all the time, so she told him to do something else. And that something else was he became a pension consultant, and we can't prove it, but we believe he put in the first 401k plan in Iowa and the second one in Minnesota, which goes to our core values of being pioneers. And this was early, early 80s. And so what he did then is there was no system to keep track of these things, so he started a record keeper because he had to keep track of the stuff that he sold. And so then we became a record keeper, and we're very innovative. Uh, we were one of the first daily valuation record keepers in the industry. Uh, we were 408b2 compliant since 1992 with complete fee transparency and offsets, uh, where we were fully bundled from a record keeping and advisory standpoint. We divested from the record keeping business in 2015, rebranded our firm towards a, to Intellisense to focus. Uh, solely on the consulting engagement where we do four things. We do uh, retirement plan consulting at the plan and participant level. Uh, We do wealth management. We don't even call it wealth management. We call it personal financial management because our mission statement is to overserve the underserved. And uh, most people don't think they have wealth. So we call it personal financial management. Uh, And then beyond that, we do worksite financial planning, which is an offset of of personal financial management. It's a different discipline than working directly on a retail basis. And then we have a health and welfare consulting division as well. Uh, we have 10 offices. Uh, since we divested from the record-keeping side, uh, unlike a lot of our peers, we have, uh, we're have we 100% privately owned. We've taken no private equity, have no intention of taking private equity. Any acquisition we've made, we funded it 100% internally. And since 2015, uh, I think we've quadrupled in size, increased our locations from three to 10, and organically, uh, our new business organic sales have quintupled in the last six years. Uh, So things are working well uh, on the consulting only side of the engagement, focusing on the participant, and striving on our commitment, our long-term commitment to stay 100% privately owned.
1: Grant that is exactly Arendt, that is exactly what we needed. Thank you so much for joining us. I do appreciate it. And good luck on the finals. Thanks. And John, I appreciate all the
0: hard work that you do and uh, allowing us to share our story and, and our vision with, with your readership. And I value your friendship. And I look forward to uh, catching up soon over some barbecue.